Well, so I talked about affirmative action not too long ago, and my opinions haven't changed, so it's mostly the same crap for me. But uh, here I'm going to try and summarize some other people's ideas about it. Uh, so that's why this one's 1% different than the last one. Coming up next on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Learn something interesting about uh, affirmative action in the Harvard case that's heading towards the Supreme Court. And that's where some white guy who uh, wants to take down affirmative action has gotten together a group of Asians to sue Harvard because Harvard discriminates against Asians. And like, you know, if you're Asian, to get into Harvard, you have to have probably just about a perfect SAT score, whereas, you know, if you're black, you just need a, a decent score. Like maybe 400 extra points out of 1,600, I think, for the Asians is what they need. But in any case, Harvard is diverse, you know? Like, if there's 13% of America is black, then Harvard, they get themselves 13% black people also. And it's a little problem for them because they do go by your grades and they do go by your SAT scores. So now what do you do? Now what do you do? Because that will not get you 13%. And so they have this, they made up this third category, which is called personality. And Asians just get terrible scores. I mean, I think, you know, there's someone who works at Harvard and they just look at you and give you a score. And, you know, surprise, 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 all the black people get perfect scores on personality and all the Asians get terrible scores on personality. And so all of that I've, I already knew and I've already talked about. But I guess in the court case, right, they had to explain the personality thing a little bit more. And so here's the idea of the personality score. You're supposed to imagine three college freshmen living in a dorm and, you know, discussing interesting ideas and crazy theories at 3 a.m., just staying up late into the night talking about all this interesting stuff. And so I don't know if I don't know if black people like to stay up late talking about interesting stuff or not. I mean, in comparison to whoever. But Harvard is like, uh, these Asians, they go to bed. And I, you know, okay, that, okay, all that is, that's all, I, that's all that I've gotten from this thing I'm listening to. But it's making me theorize. They're like, oh, these Asians, they go to bed too early. They don't stay up late at night talking about crazy stuff. And so, boom, that's how they justify giving them a terrible personality score. So that is interesting. You would almost call it racist, except they're doing it to help black people, so then that means it's anti-racist, or something. Well, so I'm listening to The Argument, it's a New York Times podcast, and I think they're going to have a debate. So, they got one person on there, they got a lady, sociologist, remember, the way to tell if a sociologist is lying is their lips are moving. But in any case, she's on the pro-affirmative action side, and she's going to lay out three reasons why it's good. And so the first reason why you should have affirmative action for college admissions, I think they're just talking college here, not jobs, federal jobs and stuff, is that, I don't know, they're not, they're, they don't seem to be talking about Hispanics, so this is just black people, I guess. Black people come from worse neighborhoods and are poor, so that's why affirmative action is needed. That's reason one. And then you might just say, well, why don't the colleges just let in poor people? But she has an answer to that, which is past racism makes it different. You know, just being poor is not enough. Number two, it's good. It helps the white and Asian students to have black students at the school and to hear the perspectives of black people. And number three, if you want black people in positions of power like Congress and CEOs of companies, 
then you should send them to good universities. All right, and so this is some kind of debate. So there's a guy coming on here, and he says he's going to respectfully disagree. And he thinks that people should be given a leg up into universities and whatnot based on class. Like, how poor are you? Not based on your race. And so this guy, he runs charter schools, and he thinks that instead of helping black kids, and he mentions brown kids, so black and brown kids, poor ones, get into Harvard, what you need to do is you need to have better schools from them, you know, I guess K through 12, so that they can get in just on their, just on the merits. They could just, you know, whatever. They'll have great SAT scores and just get in on the merits. And then he throws in a stat, which is interesting, but uh, 70% of black people who get into fancy colleges come from rich families. So it ain't poor ones. So the host is half black and She's talking about how, whatever, everywhere she went. She went to fancy private schools. She went to fancy universities. I think, you know, based on affirmative action. But anyways, everywhere she goes, she would be the only black person there. And so she's like, you know, this idea that schools need more black people so that there's more diversity of opinion or of whatever. She's like, that's not fair. I don't want to be the only person there trying to have to show people the diversity of opinions. And obviously, she's not saying, oh, so that means we should get rid of affirmative action. So she asked the lady, what do you do about that? She's like, oh, well, that just means you you need many more black people. I mean, just having a few of them is not enough. And then she keeps talking. And in fact, there is more than one black person usually at these colleges. But what happens is the black people hang out with the black people and the white people hang out with the white people. They don't mention the Asians, but I'm sure the Asians and the Hispanics all hang out amongst their own little groups. So you don't get diversity of opinion in late-night discussions. I mean, it just seems like everything they say is contradicting the idea that affirmative action is a good thing for these, you know, for these, here's the reasons, X, Y, and Z. And it's like, well, Y ain't working. And their answer is like, well, it's because America's racist. But it's like, you know, if America wasn't racist, then the second reason I gave you that affirmative action is good would be true, but America's racist, so in fact, already, one out of the three things that I said is good, ain't good, because it doesn't happen. And the lady goes on, she's like, and you know, when you said you want to help black and brown kids, you know, in K through 12, so that they can get good SAT scores and get in on their own merit, she's like, I want to do that too. She's like, I want to help the kids, and I want affirmative action. I want all the white students to talk about racism and acknowledge their racism. And just because a bunch of rich black people are getting into elite colleges, well, that's good. We, we should have a whole bunch of poor ones and a bunch of rich, rich ones. I mean, I think her, basically her answer to everything is affirmative action is good. I can't prove it. But what we really need, you know, what would really make this stuff work is if we had way more of it. Like, you know, 13% of the population in America, 13% of Harvard. I, I, I don't think she's going to say the number that, she, you know, she probably wants, I don't know, maybe 50%. I bet she would like that. I, I'm sure she wouldn't say that. I bet she'd like Harvard to be 50% black. And that would be interesting. You probably would have some darn interesting late night conversations then. And I'm exaggerating when I say 50%. But anyways, the other guy, the guy on the other side, supposedly, he's like, 
yeah, I, I think it would be great if 50% of Harvard was black, but he thinks, you know, Harvard is putting a limit on it. Like 13%, Harvard decide, has decided that is the limit, that, you know, that's how many they want. They're not going to stop till they get up to 13%, and then once they hit 13%, they're going to stop. And so he mentions, so it's not only black kids from rich families, but it's also black kids from foreign countries. Like, you know, that's the, whatever, that's the kind of black people they have at Harvard. It's uh, immigrants and children of rich people. Yeah, I think that's about it. The podcast is dissolving into talking about systemic institutions of structural racism and whatnot. I will say they do not, the people who are, who like affirmative action do not want to talk about how immigrants, black immigrants are the ones taking up slots in elite universities. I guess that's inconvenient. And then the charter school guy is like, he's like, man, I want charter schools for everyone. And I don't, whatever, you know, if you're pro affirmative action, you're pro teachers union. And if you're pro teachers union, that's the group that's stopping charter schools and school choice for poor kids. So school school choice, that's another thing that pro-affirmative action people don't want to talk about. I guess, hell, we got this far, I may as well say my opinion. What was was her three things? The first one was making up for past injustice, basically. And yeah, well, there was injustice in the past. So I think that one, I don't know if that one's correct, but it's not just on its face incorrect. And then... The lady already debunked number two, which is that black and brown people at schools helps the white and Asians. And they've done studies on this, and it just, it doesn't work because people hang out with people like themselves, I mean, you know, everywhere, all across America, everyone is hanging out with people just like themselves. And, you know, and you may not be like hanging out with someone of the same race, you might be hanging out with people who just believe the exact same stuff as you. But, you know, one way or another, everyone's hanging out with people just like them. Liberals with liberals, Republicans with Republicans, whites with whites, blacks with blacks, Catholics with Catholics, uh, you know, evangelicals with evangelicals. Uh, you can break down society however you want. You'll just find out that people hang out with each other and that this idea of affirmative action creating a diverse place where you discuss ideas with people that believe stuff other than what you believe, well, that's false. Like I say, they've done studies on that, basically. You get diversity of skin colors, but you get every, you know, at Harvard, every single kid there believes the exact same thing. And if you're the rare kid who doesn't believe that, you keep your mouth shut. So number two ain't true. And, you know, I agree. And this lady kind of agrees. Oh, and then this is the other one they can't talk about. But so the idea that affirmative action is creating the next generation of black leaders, I think, I mean, maybe it is creating... It is creating some black leaders, but I think it's actually making the number of black leader, leaders that are created smaller than it would have been. Because when you go to a school where you end up being, to put it bluntly, the dumbest kid in your class, it means you change your major. You know, like you would have gone to Kentucky State and gotten a, you know, a degree in electrical engineering and then an MBA and gone into business and become a real successful leader, but you get to... Harvard and you're like uh I can't handle this engineering I can't you know I can't I'm not able to stack up against the Asians in these engineering classes so I'm off to African American studies and then 
you know, whatever. And then you go out, and then you go on and be an African American studies professor or something, but you're really not quite the black leader you would have been, you know, the titan of industry you could have been. And so we don't have exact stats on that, but and you know, you're not allowed to talk about those stats. But the rare time that I've seen stats on that kind of stuff, I believe what I said there is just true. It just it actually suppresses the black leaders. I mean, I don't know. There's so many, you know, the people, I mean, everyone has their heart in the right place. And that's fine. But then everyone also refuses to look at the data. And that part ain't fine. And so you just get all these bad outcomes with heart in the right place ideas. So the thing where black kids go to a fancy school, but then have to take a, get it, shift it over to a worse major. That's called mismatch theory. If you wanted to look it up anyways, and they talk about mismatch theory. I mean, I'll tell you what, that's a step in the right direction to even be able to talk about mismatch theory is normally not allowed. But in any case, the lady has an answer to that, which is that the fancier the school is that you go to, the more likely you are to graduate. And that's true, but basically she's Basically, everything I said is still correct. She's sidestepping it. She's sidestepping what I'm saying, because I'm saying you're switching majors, not that people are flunking out of school. And so once Harvard lets in really any kid, but especially a black kid, Harvard is not going to let that kid flunk out. I mean, they will do anything, whatever it takes, including you know, taking them down to a dumber and dumber, pardon the expression, major until finally okay this is the one this is the one they can get through you know give them a tutor let them take six years whatever whatever you got to do you do it and, you know and not to say that stuff like this doesn't happen to uh white people i mean you know does this stuff happen to asian kids uh, somehow i doubt it but i'm sure it happens to rich white kids whose grandparent donated a building to harvard or whatever and of course life is not fair Twitter handle at Anti-Woke Podcast. Thanks for listening.